What's going on, guys? Ben Beck here, host of the Wilhelm Podcast, the podcast that you're listening to right now. And this episode, you know, I've said it before, I'm always trying different things with this podcast, and this is definitely that. So this episode is absolutely something different, but something fun. So I don't want you to be dis you know disheartened by anything like that hopefully you're listening to this and you're going to enjoy it but uh so here's the deal with this episode i host another podcast called the revisited podcast in which myself and my great friend Kristen, uh we take a show that we you know has already aired and is already finished and we go back and revisit that show and currently after almost 100 episodes we are just about ready to wrap up the first series we chose, which was Lost. We are currently in the sixth season of Lost right now, almost halfway through it, and we're about to hit our 100th episode. And so I encourage you guys to check that out, especially because on the 100th episode, which is coming up in about two weeks, we are going to reveal the the next series that we're going to be covering after we finish with Lost. So revisitedpod.com, here's the cheap plug. RevisitedPod.com is where you can go to check out that podcast. We do video versions of it as well, just like we do with Wilhelm, uh, just like I do here on Wilhelm. Uh, So RevisitedPod.com is where you can go to find links to all of it. Subscribe, leave feedback, all of that fun stuff. So that being said, Kristen and I, anytime we do a recording, we record remotely, as do most people nowadays. And what usually happens is we'll talk for about anywhere from a half hour to an hour. And it's pretty much us just catching up with each other for the week. We're talking about our weeks. We're talking about everything that has happened, you know, um, amongst ourselves, amongst our family. And we're talking about shows and movies that we've seen that we, you know, we, we really enjoyed. This past week, we, we tested something, and we gave each other homework, and it's basically, I told Kristen a movie I felt like she needed to watch that she's never seen before, and she gave me one in return. Uh, so this coming week, you know, this last conversation, we were constantly talking about how much she loves the movie Dune, the one with Timothy Chalamet that came out a year or two ago that I've never seen. And she told me I absolutely needed to watch it. And in return, I told her, well, if that's the case, you need to watch Top Gun Maverick because she's been going through this whole... Uh, process of rewatching all the Mission Impossibles, which has gotten her into some other Tom Cruise movies. And we decided, okay, that's our homework. We're going to revisit it. We're going to meet, you know, meet up next week before we record and we're going to talk about it. Uh, and for fun, we recorded it. We recorded our conversations about what we thought about our thoughts on the movies and all the little side conversations that happened to come about between it. It involved, you know, visiting links on YouTube to some Saturday Night Live clips with John Hamm and, and things like that. But um, we figured, you know, let's have some fun with it. And, um, you know, let's let let's uh, let's record it and let's put it out there for people to hear. And we figured, what better place to do it than here on the Wilhelm feed? Now, you might also be hearing this particular episode on the revisited podcast feed uh, because we did mention that we were going to release it there as well, at least the first one. So, this particular episode that you're hearing right now, formatted for Wilhelm, is on both feeds. Anyway, I digress. Uh, there's no real introduction or outro 
to this recording because it was a test. We were just fooling around, but we had so much fun with it that I think we're going to continue with these, and I think we're going to do more of these as we go along. Uh, Kristen and I have already given each other homework for the next time we record, which is coming up uh, in that she has given me In the Heights, uh, which is a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical that uh, I've been wanting to watch for a while anyway and I haven't seen, and I gave her Real Steel, which is the movie with Evangeline Lilly, you know, uh, going right along with the Lost thing, uh, and Hugh Jackman, which is a movie that I absolutely adore. Um, So this particular episode, again, no real intro, no real outro. It's just a very rough conversation between Kristen and I, but it was a lot of fun. It's about an hour long, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, and then we're going to start releasing these more every once in a while on here on the Wilhelm feed. Uh, so you might hear these like every week, uh, what our homework is to each other. So hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, let, let me know what you guys think of this conversation and, you know, Kristen and I's talks about the movies that we, uh, that, that we talk about. So uh, go to wilhelmpodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you're listening to this and you haven't already. Go to the Wilhelm Podcast uh, f- Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Wilhelm Podcast. Instagram, at Wilhelm Podcast. Follow the show on socials. And... Uh, yeah, leave us feedback. Leave me feedback on Wilhelm for what you thought of this conversation, your thoughts on the movies that we discussed, uh, and recommend some movies yourself if you want as well. Uh, and again, wilhelmpodcast.com. You'll find links on how you can find, how you can contact us, and you can contact me on the socials as well. Also, that said, this new season is shaping up to be an awesome one. We have some great. I have some great guests coming on. Uh, Dave Coulier from Full House is going to be joining me. Uh, Dante Bosco, aka Hook, uh, or uh, aka Rufio from Hook, is going to be coming on, uh, as well as from Avatar and some other things. Jim Cummings, the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, is going to be coming on. Mark Summers is going to be coming on. Jason Manzukis is going to be. Vi- popping into the podcast at some point this season and as well as that we have I'm, I'm going to be giving you audio from some great panels that I've been doing over the past couple months including Christy Swanson and Sam Jones uh, you know and in addition to that the top five episodes we're going to be doing them every two weeks and we've got some great ones we're going to be visiting top five favorite Robin Williams movies that one's actually going to be posted on the anniversary of his passing August 11th uh, Friday August 11th and that's going to be with my great friend Jason and yeah so much so much coming your way for the Wilhelm podcast hopefully you guys enjoy it I've taken up so much of your time uh, so just please Listen, have fun with this conversation with Kristen and I. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, until then, enjoy the podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode after this one. Enjoy. Make sure you let me know what you think. Thanks. tell you something Uh oh that was the best fucking movie i've ever seen oh my gosh and at the end of it and at the end of it dave goes what are you gonna tell sandy i go sandy what am i gonna tell ben i have to tell ben this (laughs) 
I was so into that movie. I cried so many times. Like, even at parts, like, even at parts that you shouldn't be crying, I was just thinking about, like, how intensely emotional it was for, like, each of these characters of Rooster and Maverick for, like, what they got through. And I go, I don't know that. And then I looked at Dave and I was like, I can't even talk right now. Like, I'm crying (laughs) so hard. I can't even talk right now. That was insane. It was so good. And what I've noticed is that our generation, our generation, right? Our collective yeah. generation, we are so fucking good at nostalgia because all we want is to go back to where we grew up and, and we're making art from it. And that movie plays on the nostalgia the perfectly. F-14s, the F-14s at the end where he's like, oh, it's been a while. And I'm like, I mean, these are so old, I- these planes. <laughs> But I mean, like, it doesn't overdo it on no. the nostalgia. It gives you just enough. The scene between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer was, like, I didn't breathe the whole time because I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? I mean? And the unfortunate part about that is that that's not actually him talking. That's fine. It's 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 overdubbed with, I think it's actually his son that's, that's doing the dubbing. Yeah, because, well, I've heard him speak. It doesn't sound like that. Yeah. But he was... So good. Like at the end, we actually had to pause it because we were both like, whoa, like, like it was just <laughs> we had to pause it and like we went and like filled up our water glasses and then we came back. <laughs> I was like, I, I just need I need like two minutes to just fan all that emotion out of, out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I actually rewatched it last night. Oh, of course you did. My hair was on fire at the end. Like, it was on fire. I sat there when they finally, like, landed that plane on the airstrip, the F-14. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, my hands were out. And I was like, they did it. They fucking did it. Like, I was insane. Uh, I remember being in the theater watching that for the first time. And the scene where, like, I I was like, oh, my God. Like, like at the end, like, when they're when, – when they're getting ready to fight right before Hangman comes in and actually saves them. I knew that was going to happen, right? I mean, we all knew that that was going to happen. No, I didn't. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, are they really going to kill off Maverick? I told Dave, I said, you don't have somebody named Hangman with the always (laughs) left out to dry and not do something with that at the end of the movie. Like we were like the whole time we're we're like, Hangman, where are you, Hangman? Come on, Hangman. Let's go, (laughs) Hangman. And Dave goes, maybe Hangman's not coming. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when he came we were like whoa <laughs> um i told you that movie there's a reason why it was up for oscars and that's what dave said dave goes i can totally i totally get it blah blah blah. and like halfway in the movie we're like like we have to remember like he's a part of a cult because he's we've watched so much tom cruise lately <laughs> and um because he's so good and i told that to dave dave i was like He's so good. The problem is, is he's really good. He's a good actor. He's, he's, his comedic timing is great. He does these wild stunts all the time. And Dave goes, but he belongs to a cult. I was like, I know all of his money goes to the wrong place. He's such a death. Like, so it's perfect that we get to watch it the way that we get to watch it, you know? Mm. Cause like, I know I'm not giving him one dime of my money and you and can enjoy means, the art for what it is right without yeah. having to feel 
like I've given blood money away. And even I could say like, okay, well, he buys lots of coconut cake for people every year. So maybe my money will be his coconut cake money. But still, I don't know. Maybe half of my money is coconut cake money. And half of my money is Scientology to keep you away from your family and lick the floor clean money. Well, I mean, and again, like it's one of those things. It's very similar to 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 my opinion with like Hogwarts with Hogwarts legacy is like, I don't want to give JK Rowling any money because she's a transphobe piece of garbage. But at the same time, there are so many other people that worked on that game that I want to support those people. Like it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's like, and it's the same thing with Tom Cruise. It's like, well, I know how he spends his money, but I want to support all the other people that worked. But see, I also know that Tom Cruise is really, really generous with his money. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know that his crew is always taken care of. So I don't really, uh, and he gives them all coconut. Have you heard about this coconut cake list? It's yeah, I've heard about it. Have you looked um, up the coconut cake? Cause I've, I've gone as far as to order it from the bakery, but I stopped because it's $150 for a cake. Oh, see, One I don't cake. like, I don't like coconut. So oh, it's my mom's there. favorite. My oh. mom's favorite cake in the world is coconut cake. So she turned 70 this year. So I think I'm going to buy her the Just Tom actually, Cruise coconut cake. Yeah. <laughs> Just actually spend birthday. the money on it this time. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can justify a 70th birthday cake. I can't justify a Tuesday cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a ran- it's just a random Sunday cake. <laughs> At least Sunday cake, I could, because, uh, you know, a lot of times Sunday, you have family over and barbecue, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if I'm ordering oh. it on a Tuesday. Pause for one second. My landlord is calling me. All right. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I went back to Amazon. Hang on. Let me get you back on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so happy to hear that you liked the movie, because I okay, told but you. I, I also went back to the list that. You gave me a couple weeks ago because I was looking for I, – I wrote down the – like I've written down like your brands of stuff that you have on screen to, to uh, look up online later. Uh-huh. And I saw that I had a list that you gave me of movies to watch. Uh-huh. And oh, where is it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to get there in just a second. It Unbearable is, Weight it of was, Massive Talent. It was Maverick, Edge of Tomorrow, Tetris, Unbearable Weight of Mass- Massive Talent, and Swiss Army Man. I've uh-huh. crossed three of those off my list this past week alone. So Maverick? Yeah. And what were the other two? Edge of Tomorrow. Well, I didn't tell you to watch Edge of Tomorrow. You decided on that one yourself. Well, Dave's been bugging me for like okay. a year. Yeah, that, um, that one's on you. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. I loved Emily, it. Emily it was, Blunt is fantastic. It was high stakes Groundhog Day. Pretty much. It was awesome. And I And last night we watched Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And, and my goodness, was that a wonderful movie. That was right. just so delightful. The scene, the scene when they are on acid oh, it's, in the town. And they're getting over the wall. Oh, my God. Like, I remember the first time I watched it, like that whole scene where they're saying goodbye to each other. And then you just see Pedro just kind of peeking around the <laughs> the thing is, is that Pedro Pascal is so good anyways, and Nicolas Cage is so good at being an <laughs> ass of himself. Like, uh-huh. that was just the, like, I, it was the buddy comedy you never knew you needed. Yeah. Not wanted, needed. Like, and I was just dying half the time. 
And and one of the best parts about that too is like Nicholas Cage. They've interviewed Nicholas Cage a number of times since then, and he has it's said that might be one of the his favorite movies he's ever made. Yeah, he did an AMA not too long ago, yeah. and he talked about that, and that was, and I'm just like, well, you know, he's kind of a kooky guy, so that I mean, that could be his favorite project, but I've seen his work, and he does pretty much anything that somebody will give him. <laughs> so, but it was really good. It was it was excellent. I really so the story fun. was original, and it was a lot of fun to watch. It had, it had a lot of good feel good moments, and I loved it when he's like, Javi, no, no, Javi's not that guy. He's like, I'm telling. <laughs> you javi's not that guy <laughs> and when he's like i need to see what's behind this door it might change the way you feel about me you gotta open the door <laughs> and it's just all this all, i knew it too i told dave i go i go it's a it's a it's a tribute room I'm it's a shrine right now. basically yeah and he goes no and i said yeah that's exactly what he opens it up and you see the two gold guns yep <laughs> Six thousand dollar statue. <laughs> that movie is so good. Okay, I so love it. what about your homework assignment? Okay, so I watched Dune last night. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with the story, so Me I've either. never I've never seen any of the originals. I've never read the book, so this was all completely new to me. Me too. Story wise, I think it's going to take another viewing. Okay. Because it felt, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but it felt kind of convoluted. Like it, it felt like it was throwing so much at me hmm. that it, I like, I know I was missing stuff because mm. there were certain things that were very confusing at times. You know um, what? I think I had Dave with me to like com- explain stuff for me. Maybe that said the cast and the acting is phenomenal phenomenal and visually that movie is stunning don't you wish you thought saw it in the theaters because i wish i had seen it in the theaters yes and it makes me realize that when they offer me the screening for the second one i'm going to take it yeah well you know it comes out on my birthday yeah i remember I'm yeah so remember when we watched the trailer that was what you said well so, we went we went to go see indiana jones and we actually saw the trailer for dune 2 in the theater, I was so excited. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed it. I Good. just I feel like I need to watch it again. Will you watch it again? Yes, I will watch. Oh, okay, it again. yeah, I will watch it again. Like, well, not, that that's yeah. positive. That oh no, I have no. Like I said, I my my issues with the story are not anything related to the movie. I just feel like me personally was missing. You know stuff. what it is? It's like. So when The Witcher came out, I had never played the games. I'd never read the books. I had nothing. I knew nothing about Witcher other than my friends really liked the video game. There, that's it. That and Henry Cavill. That's all I had when I went in. And I remember halfway into the episode, I was just like, we've been dropped into something that we're just supposed, like, they're assuming we know. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. So I think maybe Dune does the same thing because it's such a classic story that so many people know that they didn't bring people into it, that you're just dropped into this world. 
Well, I mean, like even like even the characters, like there were certain moments that like I Jason know Momoa was amazing in it. Momoa was fantastic. Right. I was so bummed when he died. That was the um, most non Momoa role he's ever played. Like yeah. he actually played a character and not like Jason Momoa playing a character. He actually I was, played a character. I was so bummed when Duncan died. Me too. Um, although I heard there's a rumor he might be back. That would be awesome. Um because there's like theories that characters like him are actually clones and they're not actually like, uh, or well, like I sure hope clones that that's, and, I sure hope that that's why they just decided to like drop Josh Brolin in the uh, well, Dune okay. 2 trailer. Well, so here's the thing. And, and on that note too, I remember watching that trailer and you being surprised because apparently he was dead, yeah. but, but I watched the movie and then I got to the end of the movie and I'm like, well, wait a minute. When did Brolin die? Cause I didn't but, catch it. But see, that to me, something like that would have been much better had it not been in the trailer. Oh, he is alive. That's great. Not like I'm experiencing this as I'm watching it on my phone. Well, but that's the thing. Is it on screen when he dies? Because I don't remember seeing it. No, but he, no, but he does disappear and it looks like he dies. Right. When you they're attacking know. the city, right? Right. It's a huge question mark. So why would you answer that huge question mark in the trailer for the next movie? Because That's they're assuming my- people have already seen the first one. Oh yeah, the what? Yeah, then still why? Right, exactly. Can, unless it's part of the original story that he survives. Well, even if it is, like yeah, why would those of us who haven't seen exactly, yeah. and it looks like that was a really cool reunion. You know, Timothy Chalamet never seen him in anything before Dune. What an actor! What yeah. else is he in? Um. He's been in a couple things, um, and I know he's doing the Wonka. Oh, I did see that he was playing young Wonka. That's a perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, he's playing young Wonka. He was in, let's see, the French Dispatch, Little Women, Beautiful Boy, Lady Bird. Um, These are all independent films, aren't they? Some of them are Oscar nominated. Well, Little Women was. Lady Bird was was nominated. Um, that's really it. Everything else is kind of like little little one off. So stuff. Dune was like his big like here I am movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was good. And seeing um, Oscar Isaac is always wonderful. Oscar Isaac is fantastic. Let me tell you, the scene I really started feeling like I was getting really into it was the scene after when they're down on the planet. Okay. And Paul is in his room watching that video and that little thing comes in to try and kill him. Oh, yeah. And he's standing in the hologram just sitting there watching it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, like I can actually feel myself tensing up like actually watching this. Yeah, yeah. No, it, the the man that made it like – he, I don't know if you've heard anything about like the director who actually made this movie, but oh, it's Dennis Villeneuve, yeah, yeah. He has been obsessed with this movie since he was a kid, or this book since he was a kid, and he had the book on him during the entire shoot, and that was like his bible. That was the story bible. If it wasn't in that book, they weren't doing it. Dennis Villeneuve is an amazing director. Yeah, I feel bad for him because I think the movie would have done better in the theaters had it not been released during the pandemic. Probably. Because that movie was meant to be seen in theaters. Like, I read that everywhere with him saying the movie's meant to be seen in theaters. And I'm like, okay, I get it, but we're in a pandemic. Like, shut up, dude. 
And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, man, that does suck. He's doing a version of Cleopatra. With who is Cleopatra? Because uh, it's in production now. <clears throat> Let's see. There's no cast attached. Interesting. Yes, I don't know. I loved Dune. I really I enjoyed it. Like I said, I just, I need to watch it again. Yeah. That's how I felt about um, the Matrix movie. Resurrection, is that what it is? What's the fourth the, one called? The last one? Yeah. Um, I think it is. Mm, is it Resurrections? It was Matrix, then Reloaded, then Revelations, right? It's Resurrections, yes. Resurrection. Is the fourth one. Yeah. I thought that that one was fantastic. Fantastic. But I was like, I need to see that again because I know I missed like half of it. Well, the Matrix movies have always been convoluted. But in a I good know. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember like I was I was watching I, after I got done Dune, I was like, I'm going to watch Maverick. Yeah, I'm going to watch Maverick. I almost watched I, it again last night. And then I ended up watching Maverick and the whole time I'm watching it. And I'm like, God, I forgot how good this movie is. I really so hope Kristen good. liked this movie. <laughs> it's so good. Well, I told Dave, I was like, I think I have an idea. Like I said, I think that we should just like Ben and I should give each other movie homework assignments like every week. And we should just like try and get it done. And then Do you know what's talk funny? to each other beforehand. As I thought about that last night too. Did I was you? Like, should we just keep giving each other homework every week? <laughs> But I don't know if we're going to run out of stuff to watch eventually. No, we won't because we could get more and more obscure. That's true. We could be like, okay, you have to watch The Sisterhood of Traveling Pants from 1996. As long as you never give me a Twilight movie for homework. Okay, back at you. I think we're okay. Or or (laughs) Shade Gray. Oh, yeah. No. I don't want any of that. Or Magic Mike. I don't want any of that shit in my life either. I'm okay. Like I said, I've heard they're good. Yeah. So okay, you make me watch Magic Mike. I'm gonna make you watch like Dream Girls or something. Oh, I'm, Dream Girls is an amazing movie. No, I meant what's the one with? I'm not a stripper. I'm a dancer. With Elizabeth Berkley. Oh, Showgirls. Showgirls. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, no, I would. I would not make you watch Magic Mike if I know you. Thank you. you don't have. I don't if you have watch no it. interest in those. Um, I watch it. So, what did you think of Indy? It was fun. I don't think it was better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, you don't? No. Uh Uh-uh. Having freshly watched that movie. You think Crystal Skull was better? I do. Okay. I don't know why. I think it... Well, a big part of why is because they used that snake for the quicksand, and I almost fainted. (laughs) And there's no, there's eels in this one, not snakes. Oh, are, that was so Which are creepy. water snakes. That was so basically. creepy. Wait, they used a big snake in, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull then, right? With a quicksand scene? Which movie was that? That's in? Crystal Skull. Okay. So this one was, oh, this one was the time, time yes. traveling. Yes. Which was really creative. Um, so here's my thing. I know people are going to be like, what? Like time travel? It's like, um, it's Indiana okay. Jones. Ark of the Covenant, Holy Grail. Yeah. Like ripping people's hearts out and surviving aliens. Is time travel really out of the realm of possibility? Like that's the whole point of these movies is like, right. It's an exaggerated thing. 
my big issues, my two big issues with Dial of Destiny. Okay. Again, I enjoyed it. I have two issues. One, the beginning of the movie where Harrison is de-aged. Every scene where they're interrogating him and shining a light in his face. Yeah. It is very clearly CGI. Oh, see, I have a problem CGI. with the fact that they didn't de-age his voice. Oh, well. He had he, an 80-year-old voice with a with a 40-year-old face. He has always sounded like Harrison, though. So that, didn't, rawr, 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 rawr. that didn't really bother me. But Rumpy like man. the scenes where like it was like where he was running around and everything de-aged, I was like, oh, I buy it. But every scene where they were interrogating him and shining a light in his face, I'm like, no, it is very clearly CGI. Mm. My other one well, I think is we the, all knew that that was CGI. My, well, yeah. But when it's that obvious, I'm like, mm. it take kind of takes you out of it a little bit. My other issue, and this is the bigger one, is in my opinion, by the end of the movie, there is a huge plot that is never wrapped up. What happened to Indy being wanted for attempted murder? That went away. How? I don't know. Magic. The man who did it is in 200 B.C., like, how, how, how are we just meant to assume he returned to New York and everything's fine? When yeah, he's left time traveled back. But they didn't fix anything. Yeah, but we don't know what kind of, you know, butterfly was stepped on when he was talking to Archimedes. I like the fact that they called the planes dragons. Yeah. I thought that was very clever. I just, I know to me that. That did not get wrapped up. And that yeah. is a huge, it's a huge bother for me. Like we, when we, when I, when I went to the screening of it and I was with my buddy, um, we got to the end of that movie and I'm like, so is he still wanted for murder? Probably. I'm like, it's, it's great that Marion was there and they reunited and, you know, his son is still dead. Um, Ugh, that was that killed me that whole scene. I was like, oh, that's why he's not there. Yeah. But I was like, I'm like, I, I, I guess he's still wanted for murder. But yet. Did okay. his son die in the Cold War? No. Um, World War Two. No. Yeah. World War Two was still was like over, I thought. Or maybe it was. No, maybe it was Vietnam then. Oh, maybe that makes probably more sense. probably Vietnam. That makes more sense because it was bloody war. Um, I so during <laughs> during the scene where they're in the in the archaeology room and he it, breaks it, Vietnam, out. It's the Vietnam War. I just looked it up. Sorry. Okay, and he and he pulls out the half of the dial of destiny or Archimedes wheel or whatever, right? Um, and he's with what's her name, the goddaughter. I don't know names anymore um, <laughs> when he's with the goddaughter for the first time. And he's like, and then the bad guys are after him in there and they're like, try, he's trying to get away from them or whatever. And my favorite part is that as I'm watching it, all I can, all that's running through my head is Thor and Dr. Jones. <laughs> Thor and Dr. Jones. <laughs> um, One place with lightning, the other place with bones. <laughs> there is a, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're 
how into it you are. But I got excited in the scene in the beginning when he goes into when he's looking for that spear and Indy goes into that room where all that treasure is and he's looking through and he's looking for the, the spear of Jesus um, or the spear of destiny. Oh, the um, one where, uh, yeah, the, the one that was a fake. Yes. Yeah. In the background, there is a Monty Python reference. Oh, there is. Is it coconuts? No, the Holy hand grenade. Oh. is one of the treasures in the back. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. It was, I mean, it, it was fun. Like my kids thought it was fun. Dave loved it. Um, we went with my parents and his parents because everybody was in town for the holiday. So it was my parents, his parents, our kids and us. So it was three generations of our family watching this movie. And so I think I was the one, the only one that was just like, okay, that was fun. But everybody else was like, yes, that was awesome. That was a good closeout for him. I would have preferred that he stayed with Archimedes. I thought about that too. And I was like, you know what? Had he stayed there, I would have been okay with it. That would have been an okay ending. Yeah, I I would have been okay with that had he stayed. <laughs> I gotta um, tell you, I for like, okay, going back to Maverick because I have to. Um, <laughs> I I am so excited that you loved that movie as much as I'm you gonna did. watch it today with the kids. Like the kids were like, they're upstairs, they're doing their own thing. We're like, we're gonna watch Maverick. But we just wanted to watch it to make, and I said, Dave, I have to watch it. Like, I don't have time to watch 1986 Top Gun and then watch Maverick. But I thought for people that didn't, if you've never watched Top Gun, I think that they recapped the first yeah. movie really well. In the they beginning. gave you just enough yeah. to know and to follow along with this story. The only downside of the movie, the only downside of the movie, it's the only bad thing I have to say about the movie, is the beginning. It was just we watched the planes taking off and landing a little too long. I was like, I get it. Oh, my gosh. And but then they, it's like it faded out. It was like treated as intro music. But they had to give you Danger Zone at some point. They gave you the, the whole song. It was the whole it's song. It, it's iconic to the movie. Okay, blah, blah. To I the get franchise. it. There, you know, we could have done that in half the time. But that's <laughs> honestly, that's my only nitpick. I was it was funny because when I was re-watching last night, it was actually watching it last night was my first time watching it since I saw it in theaters. Oh. Um but I remembered how great the movie was and, yeah. and everything anyway. And there was a part of me like when I was watching when they first introduced Rooster and like he's looking through all the pictures and you see the flashback of him singing Great Balls of Fire and everything. I cried. I was like, oh, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why didn't they bring Meg Ryan back for this? And then they get to the point died, where they say yeah. his mother died. And I'm like, oh, that's And right. that's why he pulled his papers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just it was Meg, she very promised, well written. She made him promise to do right. it. Yeah. It was very well written. I love the fact that he chose Rooster as his wingman because he's like, we're either going to die together or come home together. Like, I'm that, not. That's it. That, that scene with him and Ice. See, I'm like when, already. <laughs> that scene with him and Ice when he's telling him I lose him no matter what. Mm -hmm. Because either I choose him as my wingman and there's a chance he doesn't come home. It was an impossible situation. Or I don't choose him and he resents me forever. It's like. God damn, like, 
Yeah. And the then movie. when like he saved him and then they're running through the snow and then all of a sudden, like I'm watching this, I'm so caught up in what in the story, what's going on. It didn't even I didn't even dawn on me that there were other planes nearby. Like I just forgot. Yeah. So when he's looking through the little telescope and he's looking at the planes and go, Oh yeah, there's planes nearby. <laughs> I go, they got this. This is fine. <laughs> and I mean, and they even hint to it. They even hint at it earlier when they're showing the satellite of it. They're the like, and plane. some old relics. Yeah. yeah. Like I love they, it when, when, uh, when rooster gets in, he's like, Oh, this is so old. What do I do? <laughs> And he's and Maverick is like pressing the pedals like it's a clutch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like this is an old ass play. Well, and that's a, like another thing. Like there's that scene where you know Rooster comes in and he shoots him down, and then he gets shot down, and they're together, and they have that argument over who saved who. Mm-hmm. I loved at the end how Maverick says like "Thank you for saving my life." I know. <laughs> 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 it's like Jesus. I know. And you know what? <laughs> Jennifer Connelly was brilliant in this as well. I thought she played her part so well, like very nuanced, very subtle. Like it wasn't over the top. It was perfect. Her character in the first Top Gun is nothing more than a mention. Right. She's not in the movie. <sighs> There's a just there's a quick conversation about how Maverick fooled around with an admiral's daughter. <laughs> That's her. Yeah. I like it that she bought the bar. I like it that he actually becomes almost like 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 the scene where he jumps out the window. Oh. And the daughter catches <laughs> yeah. them and she's like just don't break her heart. The silence there though, like that was really long and the longer yeah. it got I was like, oh no, like somebody <laughs> needs to say something that, now. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> um, I also like the fact that there was no sex scene in it because in the first movie there were there was like a lot of more sex scenes in it. Um and it was I like the 80s. Well, but I liked it that they kept it out so that it would be available to more audiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, that's a classy move. Yeah. Because I think that there's too much gratuitous sex anyways in, in movies and TV today. Um, like it doesn't bother me. I'm not a prude, but I also don't want my kids seeing it right now. Yeah. You know, what I, I mean? um, I also love, I know he plays a jerk, Dear God, right. I'm still I, crying. I fucking love John Hamm. Okay, I love so John every Hamm. single time I see him, and I was talking about this with Dave, I was like, I don't, I like, I love him. I'm totally the same with you. Yeah. Love John Hamm. But there was nothing funny. Nothing. And he's so fucking funny. Like he every is, single time I see him, yeah. I think of him in Parks and Rec, <laughs> Parks and Rec going, if anybody wants to hang, I'll be at the, at the I'll TGI the, Fridays yeah. or the Sizzler or something yeah, like that. Something like but, that. <laughs> it's just, so every time I see him and he's just like this and he's like, so, and I'm like, do you want to hang? Like, come on, say something funny, please. <laughs> he needed he, one funny line, just one funny line. Um. Yeah. I, I love um, John Hamm, like I think he's. You're right. He's hysterical. hysterical. In Bridesmaids, he is fucking. I've never seen Bridesmaids. Oh my god, that's another. That's another great one. Have you seen every? The Heat? Oh yeah. Because I I wanted to watch it the other night after because we needed something funny after we watched what did we watch that I was just like I need something funny right oh 28 days later. You watched for funny? No 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 
I, oh. I'd never seen it and I wanted to see it because I love Killian Murphy. And I'm like, okay, Kristen, you've watched, you've watched a lot of zombie stuff. You know, you're, you've grown a lot since this movie has been out. I think it's time. And I'm so glad I watched it because it was so fucking good. Oh, yeah. I thought that was one of the best zombie movies I've ever seen. Not a zombie movie. I will okay. argue with anybody about this any day. Oh, I don't care. Okay, it was one of the best pandemic. It's an, inf- it's an infected movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that it was really, really fantastic. And like, aside from all of the horror elements of it, like the story itself was so captivating. I loved it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you something here. Not from 28 Days Later. No. Okay, good, because I needed something funny after that, and I'm like, ooh, I want to watch The Heat. Dave's never seen it. It's going to be hilarious. Ooh, yay. Hello. I'm John Hamm. You know, ad executives are always trying to find new and exciting ways to present products to the American consumer. Well, tonight I'm here to talk to you about a product that doesn't need any glitz or gloss. It's a product that speaks for itself, and I'm proud to endorse it. John Ham's John Ham. The ham you can eat in the bathroom. No. Let's face it. We live in a fast-paced world. But if you're as busy as I am, every day you have to make a decision. Am I going to eat lunch or am I going to go to the bathroom? If not, you never have to make that choice again. Each John Ham's John Ham dispenser is located opposite the toilet paper. You never get confused. And unlike other bathroom ham dispensers, don't eat it. John Ham has only the don't eat it. Boar's head oven roasted ham. Please don't eat it. <laughs> no, eat Mmm, that's good ham. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking, that I'm only endorsing John Ham because John Ham is also my name. You're wrong. God damn, that's gross. First of all, my last name has two M's, and second of all, my first name doesn't have an H. Feel like a dummy yet? Because you should. If you're in the next five minutes, you get a free dispenser of John Ham's mustard soap. It's a delicious mustard that has no soap properties at all. And if you're wondering, it tastes great on ham. No! What are you waiting for? Don't find yourself on the toilet craving high-quality ham slices. Tell your boss to order one for the office today. To order John Ham's John Ham, call 1-800-555-0199 or go to our website, johnhamjohnham.ham.com. And remember the John Ham's John Ham motto. It feels like a slice of ham. Don't wipe your ass with it. <laughs> he is... Every time he's on SNL, he's hysterical. Champagne. I, this one is, I love this one, too. Tonight's tonight, making it right. Oh, is that Buble? Perfect yeah. meal for you and I. Good evening. I'm John Hamm. <laughs> he looks Good uncomfortable. For a romantic night out at a restaurant that specializes in pork dishes and fine champagne. And look no further than ham and bubbly. <laughs> it's actually pronounced Buble. Well, Buble doesn't work, so now it's pronounced bubbly. <laughs> If you enjoy cozy atmosphere, excellent service, and healthy servings of pig meat accompanied by sparkling wines, you'll love ham and bubbly. Now sing. 
So grab your fork and pop the cork. It's time for your mouth to celebrate. Take your pick from one of our delicious menu options, like the ham bubbly, a 12-pound champagne-glazed Smithfield ham, perfect for lovers. <laughs> or the bubbly ham, a champagne inspired by elegance and purity and filled with floating chunks of pork. I'll let you know you're drinking something special. Oh, no. Let me drop these off. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, and I agree. This is a bad idea for a restaurant. Oh no, he's coming back. When I get a chance, I'll explain how he came to this. And if you like entertainment with your meal, you're in luck. Every night at Ham and Bubbly, Mr. Michael Bubbly will perform two shows. In the 8 p.m. show, Michael is a ventriloquist. At 11 p.m., he does a one-man show about William Faulkner. Don't you think it would just be better if I sang in the shows? <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me. That sound means another delicious ham is ready. I was at a party. John Ham came up to me. I could tell right away he was pretty drunk. He pushed me in the corner, asked me, do you like money? Because I have an idea that will make a fortune. I thought he was joking, so I started to laugh. His eyes went black and he slapped my face. <laughs> this is Ham, refreshing champagne. Oh, what a wonderful restaurant. He's holding me captive. He took my cell phone. I haven't seen sunlight, oh, for days. So please call the police before it's too late. I have a feeling he's standing right behind me. <laughs> There a problem, Michael? No problem at all. So let's be here. This life is like a dream come true for me. <laughs> you are on the thinnest device. So stop by Ham and Bubbling. If you can find a better place for pork and champagne, keep it to yourself. <laughs> ham and bubbly, because ham means pork and bubbly means champagne. Uh, that's hilarious. I'm telling you, I I love John Ham. I mean, it doesn't matter what role he's in. You know, he was originally up for Negan before oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, that could have worked. Yeah, I think that could have worked. I was excited about that. And I know he wanted super it. clean cut and that could have worked. I know he wanted it too. He's built like Negan would have been built as well. Yeah. Cause yeah, there was, he was interviewed at the time when it was rumored and he was like, yeah, he's like, I would do it. I'm glad he didn't though. Although maybe they would have killed him off. That would have been good. God. Jason, Jason texts me all the time or not all the time, but like we've gone back and forth a couple of times and he's like, are you watching this? I'm like, no, fuck no, I'm not watching it. He goes every week. I just get more angry. I'm like, I go, I told Ben, I told Ben, you let me know when he dies and then I'll watch it. He, if it's um, leading to death. I got it. 
I had a chat. I have a, a chat on Facebook that I initially created because it was all the people who were interested in being on. And mm-hmm. the original plan was for Jason to come on for the finale. <laughs> so it would transition back to him taking over. Did he say no? no he has since come around and said, so I, I think it was yesterday. Actually, he posted this whole thing. Actually, I'll read it to you. Um, he left the chat. <laughs> because they were, they were all the people that were in the chat were actually discussing the episode like in Negan and and like their feelings on everything happening and he ended up posting hold on where's that um and I messaged him afterwards was like so you left the chat huh and he's like yeah so he posted uh hey y'all as you know I decided to bow out of hosting Dead City mostly because I don't want to rain on anyone's parade who's a Negan fan and here I am in the Dead City chat raining on everyone's parade uh, sorry about that. I'm going to leave the thread and leave you guys to it. And I'll see you for Daryl Dixon. Um, so I messaged him. I was like, so you left the chat, huh? And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I didn't want to like, I felt like I was being such a downer on everything that was going on in there. I was like, so probably safe to say you're not coming on for the finale. He's like, yeah, that's probably a pretty safe bet at this point. I won't but even he, watch it. He had already let me know there was a chance he wouldn't be on for the finale because yeah. he didn't like this. He wasn't crazy about the series the way it was running out um which is fine but you know well, he's already you know, told me he's like from a podcasting point of view he's like you're he's like I, you're doing a fucking fantastic job well of course you are you're a good podcaster he's like i just he's like i just don't like the series i, was well, like, I get it totally you know it. i mean it's just i hate fans that are like they like the actor so much they're willing to forgive him being a rapist him having all the wives, him killing the fuck out of Glenn, not to mention killing Abraham. Like, just everything that he did is like it's all wiped away. And I don't like and and well, they somebody, haven't wiped it, they haven't wiped it away, but go ahead. Well, okay. Yeah. But wiped it away enough that people are like, oh, JDM, JDM, ooh, Negan, yeah, he's so sexy. Fuck you. No, he's not. No, he's not. Look, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Great. I love him. He's he's wonderful. He'll always be Denny Duquette to me. But as Negan, I want him to fucking die. I wanted him to die when he was on his knees down uh, at the end of The Walking Dead proper. And when Ezekiel saved his ass, I'm like, Ezekiel, what the fuck are you doing? And who I like when he goes, when he goes, Ezekiel, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you is, remember that? Who is Denny? Denny Duquette from um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I never watched Grace. That's why he's beloved by women. I know. Yeah, I never. I never watched. Yeah, I'm so. just telling you. Like it. Even if you just want to watch his episodes, I'm sure I could give you a list of just his episodes. But you understand why he's he's a panty dropper for women. <laughs> <I get it>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that term in a while, but I get it. Yeah, well, you know, I like to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denny Duquette. Oh, I love you. Love you, love you. <laughs> He's a sexy, sexy man. I, see, he I was knew him. so beloved they brought him back from death on Grey's Anatomy in a very original, like, weird way. Yeah, like, he wasn't back. With, didn't they do that with everybody? No, he wasn't alive. They brought him back because... Because his fiance, who was Izzy Stevens, played by Katherine Heigl, had a huge brain tumor and she was hallucinating him. Mm. 
before she realized that she had a brain tumor. So they brought him back in like a, I guess, like not crazy way. I don't know. Meaning it's not a soap opera way. Right, 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 right. Not like, like I'm back from the dead, bitch. I'm, I didn't die him. of heart failure. I'm not Denny. I'm his brother. Right, right. No, not at all. Tenny. It was like, <laughs> I'm Tennifer. God. Tennifer. So amazeballs. Um, yeah, so thank you for making me watch uh, Maverick because I really did enjoy that I'm very so much. I'm so happy you liked that movie as much. Wow, as I, I can't wait to watch it again. Edge of Tomorrow, though, I watched it twice in less than 48 hours. It's so good. It's really good. I, I, it's, Emily Blunt is just freaking, she was she's, fantastic, she's fantastic in yeah. that. There was somebody else that was really good in it. Who was it? Oh, well, Bill Paxton, but just because I love Bill Paxton, but he didn't really do anything like special. He was just an army guy. Yeah. Who else um, did I love in this movie? Uh, oh, 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 um, Brent, um, the doctor, Gleason? no, oh, the doctor, um, the doctor who he played Locke in, um, in Game of Thrones. Um, but he was the, he was the scientist that like figured out the whole mimic technology and resetting the day. Um, <clears throat> he was the scientist, black hair, skinny guy, small face, goatee. I, I don't remember. Fuck, what was his name? No, now this is It's been a while since I've seen it. Well, you should watch it. <laughs> Fucking good. No. IMDb always wants me to sign in, and I'm like, I really don't want to do that. Dr. Carter? Maybe that's him. Let me make sure. Let me make sure when I find him. Yeah, Dr. Carter. Noah Taylor. That guy. I liked him. I liked I liked the little like when they were like the little trio and they were like resetting the day all the time and they're having their arguments about where everything is and what to do next and I just really really I I do, I would love to know if there was ever in the script how long he reset the day. There's supposed I think there's been a rumor that there there's a sequel in the works. I love that idea because I guess when he like quote unquote dies at the end, he absorbs all of that like host mimics blood. Mm -hmm. So like people now think he might be immortal or something like Dave was telling me, I told him that I would have liked it if, uh, if Emily Blunt's character reset the day and came to him and he still had all his memories, but now she had like at least the memory of them fighting together. It's, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Like you should I, just watch it when we're done. Maybe while I'm editing. Then you'll edit like this. <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot to do considering I have to be up at like five a.m. tomorrow. Oh, I have to be. Where up are you by going? Five. New Jersey. Everything is legal in New Jersey. I was just gonna say <laughs> that too. <laughs> I was literally just about to say that. That's what Danny always says. Whenever, whenever somebody mentions New Jersey, Danny's always like in the corner, like on her phone. She goes, everything is legal in New Jersey. <laughs> like it's I, like a Pavlov's dog thing now for her. I, I posted 
I think it was yesterday or the day before I posted on Facebook, dying is easy, young man, living is harder. Living is harder. Governing's easy. Wait, what is it? Winning is easy. Governing is harder. Something like that. Oh, my God. I think so. Yeah. I also posted. I don't know if you if you're familiar with. I don't know if you watch this show or not, but I also I posted. Uh, we drank the blood of some people, but they were on drugs. And now I'm a wizard. I don't think you watch that series. Wait, ever what? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm finally looking at your post about Dune because Dave said that you posted that you watched Dune. He goes, oh, Ben said he posted about. I go, no, I am on radio silence with him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he goes, I can't even tell you. I go, no, you can't. Nothing. <laughs> I don't want to know what he thought about it until we talk about it. Um, oh, that's the only reason I posted too, because I know you're not on Facebook much. Yeah, well, Dave is, and he tells me things. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, no, I posted, we drank the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs, and now I'm a wizard. Oh, Rebecca Ferguson was amazing. She'll be so apparently, they have this ability to influence people through their. The, the way they speak. Yeah. So she is not, she is, she's a witch basically is what I gathered from it. So like his father married his mother, but they are like two completely different beings. So I think she's actually from that planet. She's a part of the blue, blue eyed people. Okay. Yeah, she I has don't... tattoos all over her face in the ne- for the next one. Oh, does she? Did you see that Florence Pugh is in it in the in Dune Two? I saw. There's a bunch of new people. I'm excited that Florence Pugh is in it because I, I love her. I love her too. And Christopher Walken is in it. I know that Christopher Walken is in it. Which is great um, news. Stellan Skarsgård is. Uh, he was in the first one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look. Let's see. Yeah. Florence Pugh is in it. Um, Javier Bardem is back, obviously. He was fantastic, too. He was unrecognizable when I saw the movie. Oh, I knew it was him. See, and I, the moment I saw him, I knew it was him. Like, it was just so weird because I'm watching, I go, I know I should know this guy. I know oh, it. And Austin and Butler. I know Who's Austin Butler? Elvis. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, that's good. I don't really like biopics like that i don't know why it's really like johnny cash or what is it walk the line was all right i loved walk the line um i am not a reese witherspoon fan i have i've come to realize what was the other and she's delightful um, i don't know why but i just i'm not a fan she's delightful what was the other musician um oh ray i thought was really good Ray. Yeah, the one about Ray Charles with Jamie Foxx. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good for like a one-time watch. I don't like Jamie Foxx that much either. Okay. Fair enough. Um Florence I think Pugh, though, like you know I what lo- it is? It's actors who have really big egos. Like I just can't move that aside when I watch a movie. Okay. No, I hate that. I wish No, I, could. I get it. I I get it. Um, but I've watched like 10 Tom Cruise movies in the past like 10 days. So 
Florence Florence Pugh, I loved in Black Widow. Oh, she was so good. She was good in uh, Hawkeye too. Oh, she's great in Hawkeye. Yeah, I just I love that really, character. I really liked Hawkeye. I did too. That might be my favorite series. Yeah, me too, by far, hundred percent. Because it was so grounded. Hmm. Like I, I like you know and why? I, I loved like Hawkeye dealing with PTSD and and like all of that. Like, well, but you know why it was so Ren- good? Renner. Renner. Yeah. He is like. I don't think that Marvel really understands how lucky they got with casting him as Hawkeye. Cause he is, he's like an actor of our generation. Yeah. He, you know, and the fact that they got him for like a campy kind of like, I thought that that lended so much credibility to the Marvel universe, to the Avengers when they got Jeremy Renner. Well, he was still almost relatively unknown when they cast him as Hawkeye. He, would, he, would, he was already nominated for an Oscar for Hurt Locker. Well, Hurt Locker, yeah. I mean, that was his big break. But I think he SWAT, was... SWAT, Hurt Locker. But I think he... Well, SWAT wasn't anything huge for him. But... Um, tag. I think, tag was... He was already well-established in MCU by the time Tag. The Town. Was. Come on. The Town. The Town is a great movie. We almost watched it the other night because it's so good. Yeah, Town is a is a great movie. That's Affleck too, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, I like directed. Did was it him or was it Casey? No, it wasn't Casey. Casey was in it. No, did, oh, Aff- I know ben, he did it because he was the guy that masturbated upstairs. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck directed that. Oh, John Hamm is in that movie. I forgot. Perfect. That's right. He's the FBI agent. Yeah, Renner. Blake Lively. That's why Dave said, hey, you want to watch The Town? We can watch John Hamm chase down Jeremy Renner. That's what he said. That's a, I haven't seen that movie in a long time either. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. I forgot. I'm sorry. I get <laughs> so excited when Jeremy not. Renner is, is <laughs> mentioned. Jeremy Renner. Um, yeah, Renner, I, I thought that dude's a real-life superhero. Yeah, he is. But I fucking loved Tag. I like John Hamm is like in that movie, cameo too. cameo in it, you know? Like, John Hamm is in that movie, too. Yeah, he is. Oh, I wonder if they're, like, super good friends in real life, then. I don't know. Being on two projects together. Um, He's more than a cameo in that movie. I think he's more cameo status than he is regular cast status. No, because he has some of the best scenes in that movie. Yeah, but he's not with the group. Like, he's on his own. But that's because the, he's the he's right. the target. He's the quote-unquote villain. He's the target. Right. I don't think he's cameo. He's more than cameo. He's cast that in that movie. movie. I love that movie. Do we watch The Town and uh, and then Tag? For next week's homework assignment. I know we've seen it already, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually have a movie in mind to give you as homework. All right. If we're going to do it again this week. All right. Did you like this? I liked this. I did. 